everybody. This is Issa Cosette, and you are listening to Issa's Way, your favorite podcast that you didn't know existed, you didn't know you needed, but we're so glad you're here. And this week, we have a very special guest coming live from Jersey, my cousin from a long way, Mr. Wesley Bailey III. What's going on with you? Tell the people a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Wesley Bailey III. I'm a visual storyteller. I help creatives or businesses or people that want to tell their story market their story or market their business and in a unique way kind of also try and visualize or help people visualize how to i would say target their audience or target who their demographic is and who they want to reach. A lot of people want to share their stories, but they really don't know how, you know, because we all kind of want to follow the same guidelines, but I think our uniqueness is what, you know, attracts better or make, connects better with people. What is it like being a visual storyteller and how did you come about that journey? Well, first and foremost, I've always been an observer. I'm an analyzing person. I analyze everything. I observe anything. Um, I'm someone that does that already naturally. Now, when it comes to visual storytelling, I can usually see people and automatically hear their story and kind of like perceive it or interpret it in a visual sense, you know? And I'm somebody that kind of like really prides myself on doing that with a group of people or a person or a business or just, just people that I just meet for the first time and just trying to get to know because everybody has a story to be told it just depends how well you want it to be told you know sharing that story and knowing that we have a story to be told i know we are family so we are liberian you know we've had this wonderful experience of the diaspora and growing up in the states but you were also telling me that you got to live not only in ethiopia for some time, but also Zambia. How, you know, has being Liberian and spending time in Africa and America influenced your work? It's influenced my work, but most importantly, my upbringing and my foundation of how I'm most importantly raised and my values. Being raised a strict West African Liberian, um, you have certain values and core traits that are very strict, that were very, very, how should I say, beat it in my head, <laughs> pun intended. And um, it kind of was a way to protect the bubble of America's culture and, and preserving that Liberian culture as well. And that being the case, you know, you notice now how like our parents had certain expectations for us, you know, and it was way more strict on us than black Americans, I would say. And even being um, a West African American, you're still getting stereotyped by the whites, but also getting stereotyped by the black Americans, even though you look exactly the same. So you always have to find some way to deal with that. And my way was either humor or just analyzing it and just looking at it and just being like, okay, this is how this is. So, um, most importantly, just living in Zambia was something that was a conscious decision because I used to live in the D.C. area, but I felt that like I was being not fulfilled or going up to my full potential being in that area and trying to, you know, find myself. So I thought I can 
you know, explore my options, but most importantly, explore the core me spiritually, physically, and most importantly, professionally and create creative, creative wise overseas, but outside, most importantly, outside my comfort zone. Now going outside my comfort zone required not going to Liberia because even though I haven't been to Liberia, even though I had the opportunity to go there, I chose not to go there because that's somewhere that family exists. That's somewhere that I would still have some type of security, some type of person looking over me, trying to look out for, and I don't, I didn't want that. So going to Zambia was the same type of thing, but with nobody, I have nobody that I know there. And it's an infrastructure that I have to find a, a, a way to learn how to survive. And it made me the person I am today because I didn't have any person guiding me or this family. Oh, go stay with this family here. There's no security blanket, nothing. With that being said, your survival instinct shoots. Then it's, all right, use your skills to whatever you can do to make something out of nothing because there's nobody you can call, nobody you can lean on, nobody you can rely on. And you definitely don't want to come back here saying, oh, I couldn't make it over there. That comfort is in truth. And I, I had to leave home because I felt sheltered. I felt like my mom and family definitely tried to protect me from things that I didn't even know was what could possibly happen. I had to really go and experience life for myself to be able to be this strong woman today. And I totally agree with you having to go somewhere away from what you're known or what you're familiar with so that you can fully develop into the person that you are today. And that is important to your story. It's part of the journey, guys. You know, it is scary, but it's so worth it because had you not gone to Zambia, you know, how would you now be able to expand brands and be able to share their story visually, you know? Um, when did you kind of realize you had that gift, you know, to not only share these stories, but help other brands, other people share their stories? I noticed that I had a unique perception on things and a unique perspective on things because of what we just talked about. Us being Liberian American, having that, like, that strict West African mentality and background and foundation, but also going through the life through our lenses of everyday living in America and that society or whatever. So I, I started understanding how, first of all, people gravitate towards these brands or towards people. Because one, one thing I've also noticed in media and to, to, to have um, a successful show or successful piece of content, people have to relate to it in some way or some form. No matter, it could be a, a, the, the, the character, it could be the culture, it could be the language, it could be the food, it could be the location. But most importantly, somebody has, you have to relate to it in some way, some form. You have to have that type of empathy or empathetic way of looking at it to actually be able to explain it in that way. So that's when it comes to expanding brands. When you look at a brand, what does that, what is the brand already trying to tell you by being that brand, whatever they're trying to sell, what product they're trying to do and who are they trying to reach, you know, and how are they trying to reach them? Are they trying to reach them through only social media? Are they only trying to reach them through videos? Are they trying to reach them through TV? Are they trying to reach them through email marketing? How are they trying to reach them? With that being said, if their way is not working or if, if their way is becoming a little bit too stale, 
the video component is always a powerful option because there's so many ways you can go about there's so many ways that you can create video for brands because there's so many different ways you can approach it there's taking the brand and interviewing the, the, the ceo or the product maker or the person behind it or just taking the brand and actually interviewing the the people that are are, are wearing the brand or using the brand or actually using testimonials as a way to market the brand or you can have a completely false story and just have this awesome fictional well-documented productive story and just have product placement with your brand in this awesome story and somebody would be like oh was that a commercial for that and you'd be like yeah that was a commercial for that but it had nothing to do with it you know but it still leaves a mark and that's what I, I can always suggest when it comes to branding is there's no specific, you know, formula for it. It's just the best way to reach your audience. What do you think it is? We have to definitely understand, you know, you were talking about your classes that you took in psychology and all of these things that influence, you know, people, whether we're conscious of these impacts or not. You know, just thinking about everything that has just shaped your journey and all the all of your experiences now as a visual storyteller and the one we talked about that that battle or kind of maybe what's the word? Yeah, it, it was kind of a challenge to really deal with being Liberian Americans growing up in United States of America and like this identity of blackness. And then now, you know, this for me, I believe since we are in the decade of the African descendants, I feel like that. I mean, I don't know if many people know about this or not, but I feel like that has allowed many um, African diaspora businesses, a lot of people to really connect back to Africa, wanting justice to reclaim just their identity and also just bring back the awareness of Africa, right? Just realizing that there's various stories of Black Americans or African Americans or African diaspora. Why do you feel that it's important for us to be in front and behind the camera? It is immensely, immensely important for us to represent ourselves authentically. That's why we need to be behind the camera and in front of the camera. We need to be able to represent ourselves authentically and also not have the powers that be or corporate machines or the uh, whatever uh, monopolies that control these media conglomerates control what we think or control how we tell our stories simple that's why it's important for us to be in the forefront of all this because we have a, a perception and perspective to be told we have an authentic history that needs to be told we can't have other people telling our history and our own story then have being being angry that our kids are following what they're what they're believing you know it, it just doesn't work like that it really needs to come down to accountability and making a firm, 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 firm grasp and understanding that we need to do our own research, but most importantly, we need to tell our own stories and make an effort to do it, an effort to do it. We can't rely on somebody else always telling us. That's, a, that's another reason why I moved to Zambia was because 
it started being the boom of like I think people were starting to understand like there's a lot of opportunity in Africa. There's a lot of opportunity there, but nobody's seeing it firsthand because there was still that stigma of Africa is just jungles and forest and hot mud huts and all that. So like it was something out of pure anger. I had an argument with somebody I was working with and I was like, look, like they're not always going to show you what Africa has. When I used to live there and I, it, it came to the point where Oh, when I used to live there, always kept on happening. I was just like, you know what? I just got to stop saying when I used to live there. Let me just see. Let me show them what Africa is all about. Let me see firsthand, knowing what I know now, what Africa is all about. Because I'm not going to win these arguments. I'm not going to be able to prove anybody by not showing some type of action. And I've always been like that. Hence, I get the visa. Two months later, I'm supposed to leave. There's no way I'm leaving. There's no way I'm leaving. Definitely important to have. And you being able to realize that, no, I have to do it. I can't keep thinking about the past or shouldn't have asked. And that's why we have Third Eye Productions, being able to come through and give these visuals to educate and inform and share the good in the continent and its creations. Tell us a little bit about that. You know, big up yourself. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Um... That was an awesome segue, by the way, because that whole Third Eye Production company kind of all formulated from all that frustration. It's like literally going to Zambia, going to Liberia. No, I, I went to Zambia, loved Zambia, saw Zambia. It was like, you know what? Knowing what I know now, like I'll go to Liberia and still be going on my own and I don't have to rely on anybody because I'll know how to maneuver. But most importantly, now it'll be understanding my roots, which what I would, that's most importantly what I needed. So when I went to Liberia, it's just understanding, wow, I'm this Bassa man from, my grandma's from Buchanan, and this is my name. The reason they gave me this name because uh, Gamayu means man before his time. I've always been like that. I, I like, so finding out my root from the root i was blown away but also it had some type of certification that you know what i'm on the right track i've been this way for a reason and ever since then i understood that literally everything i think and everything i do it's some form of infinite internal intelligence that will constantly constantly grow and manifest and that's literally what i've stood by and it's been like this before i came to that conclusion and i feel like that's why it was always that's why i always used to introduce myself as wesley bailey the third and emphasis on the three eyes because of infer infinite internal intelligence that is seeing, perfect. Seeing through the third eye, seeing through the third eye. So it, it, there's, it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a triple entendre, if you want to say. Perfect. Great. On the brand. I know you have a poem to share with us today. I do have a poem. And this poem is actually by one of my great teachers from high school. He had a poem book that he actually gave to me when we were graduating, and he signed it for me. And I always used to look back at this thing. 
So I'm going to read one of my favorite poems. Wrote for me. I mean, not for me, but in one of his books. And it's pretty cool, actually. I, I just like the interpretation. His name is Gus Acevedo. He was my Spanish teacher in high school. And this book is called Boxes of Yes. So this poem is called Flamboyant Paradise. He snaps the most perfect pungent apple off the branch. As she sleeps, and he never tells her he bit down first. The juices drip like a tropical rain. She hears the offer, but does not understand. And takes a fruit, thinking it was the first, and bites. The juices run down her face like tears. Wow, I'm thinking of one, just the fact that you bring the visuals, thinking about how I would see that, thinking about the story that we've been told, this perception of Eve's version, and how now we have another perspective, you know, of what, you know, Adam did, or the male version, and you as a male visual, you know, a black male visual teller, storyteller, how are you going to change these narratives? How are you going to, you know, show the other sides that aren't being told, you know, just finding those connections. Oh, <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. You're a very universal truth seeker. That's very, very unique. I like that a lot. Wait, what, what sign are you? I'm a Virgo. <laughs> Cause I'm a Virgo too. September 18th. Oh, hey, it's the 21st. Yes. You know, I always like to find these connections. Uh, through our work, through who we are, and make sure that, you know, we have to realize that we're always in alignment, even when sometimes we don't think things make sense. They really do. We just have to, like you said, take a step back and see with our third eye. Um, Wes, how are you on your way? Wow. I'm on my way because I feel like I'm armed. Um, I like to say that I don't have to look for anything in this life no more. I found my wife. I found like a perfect right-hand man, I would say. Right-hand woman, businesswoman, business partner, like supporter, number one supporter. But then that's out of my way now. So now I focus on creating and building what I want in this world to be fulfilled so i could say i'm on my way because i'm in the position i'm in with my life partner and in the geographical location where i feel that things are about to bud and sprout and blossom within me i believe it i believe it and i know that you feel it because you just manifested by saying it so we can't wait to see it come through Thank you so much for just sharing a little bit of your story. I'm just so proud to be able to connect with you and you be able to, you know, just guide each other along our ways. And I hope that people can just see your work and be inspired by your work to tell their story in any way possible. Thank you so much. It was an absolute honor and pleasure to be a part of this. I totally support this 100%. And I, anybody that I can help you with or anything else I can help you with, please, I'm here for you. This is great. And everybody can find me on Instagram at Roman numeral three. That is Roman numeral spelled out and the number three. And also my website at www.thirdeye.com spelled out I-I-I-R-D-E-Y-E dot com. 
Thank you so much. To all of my wonderful listeners, just know that your story is important too. Please stay true to yourself and your journey. Until next time, this is Isa Cosette. Y'all be blessed. Good night. Good night.